Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. This is the Crazy Dre Podcast show brought to you by no one. Buzzsprout is the one who's helping me distribute my podcast. And I'd like to thank Apple for allowing me to be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. I'm a small, small little seed in a big, big world. That's me. You can also find me on or text me through or not text, but email me through the Crazy Dre Podcast Show at gmail.com. Ask questions and I'll ask, try to answer the, the questions and, and do every, anything possible. I don't know why I'm stuttering tonight. Uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet. Sean's not with me tonight. I'm not doing the podcast with him. I thought that I should address this for my sake and the sake of the of my listeners. Maybe that's three to five or maybe a hundred people. I don't know how many people are listening to my podcast. But I I feel like I needed to address the shooting at the Michigan State on my uh, on my um, time and space. Uh, I first of all I, I would like to uh, apologize for. My last podcast, when I uh, had my point of view of the person who who did the shooting, which was uh, Mr. Anthony McRae, uh, come to find out that uh, that this person, this man, has some form of a mental illness uh, when he was alive. Um, so I like to apologize to any listener out there that took offensive to that. I don't want to take it away from from the three people that passed away at the sh- at at Michigan State: um, Ariel Anderson, Brian Foster, and Ale- Alexandria Werner. I think we need to always remember the people who are the victims of the shooting, and uh, keep their friends and family and the rest of the Michigan State campus in our prayers. I wanted to do this podcast for for a different reason. For for a reason that we don't talk about. And it's really about the mental illness of people and of men. And I know I'm getting a lot I'm I know I might get a lot of hate for this because I'm focusing on the shooter and not always focusing on the victims. But the reason why I started this podcast, the the Crazy Dre podcast show, is because I wanted people to to uh, to hear me as a person with a with a disability. Now most of you may hear me or listen to me and say, well, you have some form of disability based on you uh, stuttering and maybe your pronunciation of, of, of words themselves. But in reality, most of you who are first-time listeners uh, don't know that I have a form of a cerebral palsy or had a stroke during or after childbirth or something went on. and my my own mental health was always part of my issue of my confidence 
and the confidence that I displayed was not much confidence at all. I wanted to participate with other people and other kids my age and other and 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 my peers of my age as well. But I really didn't know how to do that. And a lot of times I would get over frustrated and mad and take it on my anger on other people for for no reason. I never really physically try to hurt people or or any way of trying to destroy someone's identity or whatever. But at times I was very, uh, uh, I would swear at them. I would cuss. I would, I would make people feel uncomfortable when I was very young. Or if I was trying to impress my friends that I just moved into the new neighborhood, thinking that it was okay to swear and to use the MF words and, and to, to almost try and look cool, but I was never cool by doing those things. And and I think that we need to really address that that other people who don't have a physical disability that I do have other forms of disability. And Mr. Anthony McRae, the shooter, he uh he self destructed and he self-destructed for reasons maybe he uh, he applied for Michigan State and didn't get the job that he wanted. And his family members have also said that he was uh, became very angry and and mad when his mother died. And when people's parents or people in their lives pass away. And you have some form of, of of a mental illness. They can self-destruct in within a days, weeks, months, years, and they have no way of form of of communicating with other people about their loss or their frustrations, and then they become overwhelmed within the, their own thoughts and 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 delusionally uh mental state of mind uh i don't i mean i don't know what what i'm really trying to say i'm thinking what i'm trying to say is like i mean if we really wanted to fix stuff and really fix things we need to actually look at mental illness as a way of having the right sources for those people and a lot of times they are hidden in homeless shelters or or occupied in psychiatric uh homes and um and most of us who have a mental illness we we're very well adapted to our own environment. We will maybe drink too much one night out out of the week we may smoke too much we may do anything that's very harmful for our own body and mind and people in other ways will go to alcohol and pills or other drugs to 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 hide their anger or 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 hide their frustrations 
And it's something that that we use alcohol in a way to entertain ourselves. But in reality, we use alcohol in a way to hide our frustrations or we use alcohol to to be, uh, be happy for a couple hours or a couple minutes. It's a way to adapt to our own delusional mind. And I know... And now, and I know when I was younger, I mean, I would I would use alcohol in a way to to fill to fit in with a crowd or fit in with my friends, and I knew that I was not, and I should never drink from the first place. But it was a very sociable environment, and and maybe and maybe people like Mister McRae. You know, he used to have friends. He his life was maybe very well. Maybe he he fell in the wrong uh situation and and now that he's older and he doesn't have a lot of friends and it doesn't seem like he's married or has any kids and he's just a loner. And a lot of times when you have these people who are loners, they will make up something in their head and then they go into a, a social environment where everyone else is having a, a life so when michigan state campus the kids and the students and the teachers and any anyone else in that facility they have a life they're taking classes they're taking notes they're doing their homework they're going to social events. They're they're joining frat houses. They're joining sorority sorority houses. And and Mr. McRae is all by himself, and he feels alone, and he's very frustrated, and no one's listening to him. He's crying out for help, not in a tearful way, but a very but making a very violent act of behavior. And we know that four years ago in 2019, he was arrested and he had to, and he had a, he had a weapon that was not registered and he did not have the right licensing for those weapons or for that weapon itself. And, and should we really blame the the authorities the 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 judicial system for allowing a man like this to have a gun and to be released to society well that's a hard take that's a hard question to answer and let me tell you why this is a hard question to answer so you have a bunch of psychiatrists and psychologists. You have all these sociologists, all these people with professional training, professional schooling, and these people are responsible for this one person, in this case, Mr. McGregor. And they look at his report, and they, and they see that he may not have any other criminal record and his first offense, or maybe a second, or whatever for reason, and and then they have to 
go to the court system and decide through the judges and through the and through um through the prosecution team they have to decide if this person is able to adjust after maybe doing some time in prison or maybe paying a fine or maybe taking angry management classes or for whatever reason and a lot of times they might be right but the most of the time they could be totally wrong because psychology and psychiatry is a hit and miss and i'll use myself and for example when i was a very young child and i was having a school learning disability of learning anything that's very uh hard to understand or it just didn't register in my brain that well like math i've always had problem with math it wasn't until my later 20s that i kind of understood how math works but in school from junior high to high school i couldn't fathom to figure out how algebra works or geometry or anything like that and i would get so frustrated that i instead of creating a violent act i just shut down i just gave up on the system the system in itself didn't really give up on me i gave up on the system as the school system so however when you go when you graduate from high school and you and you have some like a 2.3 or 2.0 average and you don't go to college because you I don't think that you're able to learn more education and more uh math that you should have learned in high school or you don't know how to take notes you can get stuck in this situation so unfortunately for me I didn't go to school I went to some form of college after high school just to prove to myself that I could learn math and learn how to actually write a good form of paper that a teacher asked me to do but when it came down to my my life after high school I was really very in a stuck situation my parents were really in a stuck situation I was to a point where I was still living at home in my early early 20s and it came to a point where my parents had to decide what do we do with Andre what do we do with him do we do we put him in an adult foster home where he'll pay rent and then have to be signed in to a a kind of a group home like an independent group home a lot of people who live in these places are some form of developmental disability okay so they they don't pay their bills or they choose not to pay the bills or they don't know how to pay the bills so these facilities are for people like that but what the kicker thing about though is that when i found out about the situation and i would go about walking around the house or doing my thing and my dad would come home from work and my, i still had siblings younger than me and then they would 
talk about me in front of me without me thinking without them thinking that I knew that they were talking about me. So this is how I caught on to the idea that they were going to uh, put me in a dog foster home. So what happened was that I then decided, well, I don't want to go into a foster home. I do not want to do that. It'd be a, it's really bad for my own personal ego, my own personal reputation of what I thought that I should be. So what I did is I got a credit card. Well, first of all, what I did was I went to an apartment complex, and then I uh, filled an application, and then I didn't have credit. And when the, when the landlord said, well, you don't have credit, so I cannot rent to you. So what I had to do is I had to get a credit card, which is the craziest thing to think about, because if you listen to John Ramsey, to I think yeah, to Ramsey I don't I forget his first name. To Ramsey the of uh, the of uh, the financial guru, he would tell you you never need to get a credit card. Different story. So here I get a credit card. I pay the I pay this thing off hundred percent. It didn't even matter if it was twenty bucks or five hundred dollars. I took a credit card out. I signed my name to it. I waited for the mail to come back. I waited for the card to show up. I went to the store and bought a couple of stuff, and then I paid it off. And then I went back to the landlord. It was super-duper cheap rent. It was a very small apartment in Wyoming. And, and my own self-independence was more important to me than than anybody's opinion about what I should be like. But think about this. If I did not do what I just said and pay and got a credit card and pay rent and got my own apartment to pay rent, I would have been in a situation that I would probably have been in a adult foster home. But I very much likely might have been just like Mr. McRae. Now, Mr. McRae probably has a place of his own and works or whatever, or maybe he doesn't have a job. But different situations, different people react to different circumstances. So my thing about the psychology thing and psychiatrists is that you can't treat everyone the same. Now, we all know that the FBI, the CIA profiles people, which I really think it's kind of BS that they profile people assuming that based on 100 people or based on 100 criminals or based on 100 disabled people, whatever how you want to look at it, you can figure out who that person is. So even if this cop who, who, who arrested Mr. McRae in 2019, even if he was trained to be a, a part-time or semi-psychiatrist, what would you expect him to do? Or what would you expect the court system to do? Even if you take 10 psychiatrists and 10 psychologists and 10 philosophers, you put them all in the same room, you analyze this one person, and if it's out of 30 people, and it was 17 of them said, 
I think this guy is okay. I think this guy can leave on his own terms, on our terms of law, have him do time for six months or three months or whatever how long of it was that it was. But it's very it's very difficult to do anything like that and to 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 actually be a psychiatrist or a psychologist to actually do your job because your job is trying to figure out a brain that is not yours. Everyone has a different brain wave. The most complicated computer in the world is our brains. So so I think what I'm trying to tell you people or say is that is that unfortunately we have a bad case of of shootings at public places and innocent people are getting hurt and and we really don't know what to do with it because we have the second amendment that every citizen in this country should be and can be allowed to have any form of a weapon that they want in case any type of government or any type of person attacks them. Now, of course, you know, you have to be more logical when I say that because I don't want people to run outside and then grab their guns and say, the government's after me or someone's after me or for whatever reason. So, 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 you, so the problem that we have it's not really a gun control problem. It's really a mental problem, mental health problem. We are incapable to, to, to take in people with a form of a mental disability or physical disability and assess them, and assess them to a proper care or to see what type of care they actually need. Now, I live right next to a homeless shelter that's run by or based a Christian based philosophy and this Christian based philosophy is a, is a homeless shelter that's based on what Jesus Christ would do for the poor now it doesn't really Jesus Christ never really helped the poor but it just assumes that Jesus Christ helped all people Love your neighbor is love yourself. That type of deal. But even this homeless shelter that I'm talking about, they don't understand that by just allowing people to come into that facility, keeping them warm for the night, and then feed them in the morning and then telling them to leave without any type of life skill or any type of psychology of behavior science uh um treatment you're just you're just repeating the the problem it's almost as though as we are doing a game with a three or five year old or a seven year old and this some of you may know this it goes by p and repeat were in the boat Pete fell off, who was left? And then the person would, the other person would say, well, repeat. And then you do the same thing again. 
Repeat and Pete were in the boat. Pete fell off. Who was left? Repeat. Now, depending on how old the child is or depending how uh, uh, intelligent the person is with or without the disability or without, with, with or without the mental illness can catch on to that, to that j- joke. Most people would say, well, I'm not going to keep repeating this because it's dumb. It is funny the first time, but it's not funny after three or four times. Now, to someone who's a, to someone who's mentally disabled, I mean, they could do it for a hundred times and not understand the, no, the problem. So what we really have with the facility that I'm living next to is that we are allowing people to to repeat the problem without any type of me- any type of our a true rehab a true reputation a rehab center we are allowing people to go back on the street and to panhandle and to and to use drugs on the street and then we kick them out well I don't kick them out because I don't work with them they kick them out and say you can't come back because you took because you brought drugs into the facility. Now, same thing with Mr. McRae. Unfortunately for him, he didn't have a fortunately and unfortunately for him, he didn't have a, a drug problem. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but most likely it doesn't sound like he did. He just had a mental breakdown. And it's very demasculating, I guess for men to talk to a psychiatrist or to other men about his problems. Or maybe they tried. Maybe they had, well, I guess he has a form of schizophrenia. So he must have had some form of medication or some form of, of knowledge of his problems. But when you allow somebody to be discarded to to the public and then innocent people like like Miss Ariel Anderson who was most likely going to be a surgeon after she graduated from college or after she graduated from Michigan State she probably would have gone to med school and became a doctor or you had someone like Brian Froster who might have been a manager or management or high management because he was a leader in his frat. Or you could have someone like Alexandria Verner, who they seem to say that she was a very kind-hearted person. And now you have three wasted, you have three wasted lives that they've never were able to develop. And you count in the fourth person, that person, Mr. McRae, never developed into a healthy, young, or older black man. And this is not about white or black. I mean, there's so many different scenarios of white and people and black people shooting up other people for no good reason. And people are like, wait a second. I've never ever heard of a black person shooting up a school besides this point. What a, I'm talking about in the inner city of 
of Chi-Town, inner city of Detroit, or whatever bad example I'm giving right now. Because they too have a mental illness. They're living so poorly, and they're, they're very uneducated, and they have two or three ways of getting out of the projects. It's through sports, through music, or or running with the guys on the streets. That is a form of mental illness. When you do not properly educate people to be well-rounded human beings, you're going to keep having the same problem over and over again. And it is just sad. So leaving this podcast on a high note, please, please reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, reach out to anybody that will listen to you. And if you need to get real psychological uh, feedback, then do so. And it doesn't mean that you have to go there forever and ever. Maybe you just need someone professionally listen to for two or three sessions. And you're like, oh, my life is not that bad. I just have a lot of anxiety about my parents dying or my brothers dying. Or maybe I'm having anxiety over school. There are people at schools, at churches, that will listen to you. There, there's just so many sources for people. It's just that we have to get over the fact that we shouldn't be ashamed of asking help. We're not, we're not superheroes. Athletes are not superheroes. Rock stars are not superheroes. We're not superheroes. And we're never supposed to be. So please, if you have issues in your life that you just have a lot of anxiety over, please talk to somebody. Please. Please. So this is why, again, this is why I created this podcast. So people like me have a source out there for people like me to have a form of of a voice to reach out to other people. Look, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not easy being disabled. It's not easy watching other people follow their, their dreams. And here my dream is kind of falling behind and working at, at places that are, you know, I shouldn't be making more and more and more money, but I just don't. Unfortunately, that's the truth. It really is. But this is a good way for me to work out my own mental struggles to to talk about it i just don't go see a psychiatrist i just tell people my problems on a podcast and for whoever's listening to this you might think well that's a lot of stuff it is a lot of stuff and i hope that we someday figure out the laws of the land of gun control or some form of education of gun control so there you have it, folks. I don't know how other way to end this podcast, but I'm going to end it this way. Uh, thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre podcast show. Uh, thank you, Buzzsprout, for for distributing my podcast to other uh, podcast 
distribution centers. Uh, you can listen to me on Spotify and at and at Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can email me. Let uh, let me know um, if you have any questions about being disabled. If you have someone in your family that's physically disabled, here I am. I I can talk to you, or I can give you a feedback. This is what I'm doing this for. I did this for this reason. All right. Peace and love. Uh, again, uh, God bless the family of Miss Anderson, Mr. Foster, uh, Miss Werner, and uh, the, McRae, the, the McRae family. A lot of stuff going on, folks. Peace. Love. I'm out.